welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. And I'm joined by this guy over here in this other box next to me, the one and only vice mayor, uh, Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Another uh, another bullpen loss, Derek. Another day, another bullpen loss. Mm. I don't like I don't like starting off that way. That's not a good way to start off. We were supposed to bring people joy on a day where the Cardinals and the football thing weren't able to do that, but unfortunately that was not the case. Uh, of course, uh we are thankful to be brought to you guys by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You know, you're all using it today. It's Football Sunday, but uh Dre Jamison was on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. They continue to get solid starting pitching, not just from guys named Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen, uh, but Dre Jamison once again had another scoreless outing, his second of the season. He's now given up two earned runs in 18 and a third innings to the National League West, consisting of the Padres, the Dodgers, and the San Francisco Giants. I'd say that's a pretty good start to his career so far, Jesse. The Rockies must feel left out, right? They're like, wow, I, I haven't we gotten to face Drake Jameson get, yet? When, when, uh, when do we go scoreless against him? Yeah, no. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Uh, because Drake Jameson has been very, very good this season. And not only that, but like in this game, I'll be honest, you guys know, I like to be honest. I like to evaluate what I'm seeing with pitchers, not just like the final pitching line. I don't think Drake Jameson actually threw the ball that well in this game. Um, there was a lot more hard contact than we've seen in the past. His command was a little bit sporadic. Um, he wound up throwing 51 strikes and 36 balls, uh, but there were times earlier in the game where his ball and strike totals were actually pretty uh, pretty close to being identical, at least. Um, but I still think it, I mean, obviously a positive outcome for him, right? Five and a third innings, no runs, um, five strikeouts in this game. You'll certainly take that every time out. And I think it also speaks volumes that like, on a day where a guy didn't have his best stuff at all, um, his velocity was was a little bit down in, in the command issues that I mentioned earlier, and he still went out there and gave you five and a third scoreless innings. So um, all in all, a really encouraging day uh, for Dre Jamison on the mound, and he now has a 0.98 ERA in his first three big league starts. So uh, not bad, Derek. Not bad at all. Not bad. Not bad. Do you think this is a case of him kind of coming back down to earth a bit, or do you just think this was a bad outing for him, which every pitcher has? Hard to say. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Ryan Nelson kind of hit like his first uh, bump in the road in his third start as well. Um, so I, I think this was a start where he just like didn't look as good as he did in the other two. Um, and sure. but I, I mean, at the same time, you can't really call it like, oh, this is just kind no. of, you know, I think I said a bad outing is what I just called it. Yeah, like it was not that. I mean, five and a third innings and no runs. Like, you, there's no world where you can call that a bad outing, at least in terms of results. Um, but it's, I mean, it is, I think, a big point of evaluation for pitchers is like, how do you fight through your worst days? Like, are your worst days two and a third innings, seven earned runs? Or are your worst days days like this where somehow, you know, maybe you get a little lucky at times, like maybe some of those ground balls that were hard hit, you know, find some defenders, but five and a third no runs i mean he really gave the diamondbacks a good performance today yeah you're absolutely right about that for sure and uh the team that or the part of the team that didn't give a good performance uh, once again as you alluded to earlier was the bullpen tale as old as time for this team jesse melanson gives up a run in a non-save situation that proves to be critical because the diamondbacks do get one of the two runs that they were down back that the bullpen allowed but not both of those runs losing today's game three to two So I guess I have to just once again scream about the Diamondbacks bullpen now having a league-leading 38 losses this season. And we're talking about a team that still managed, uh, has managed to win 71 games, Jesse. I can't help but wonder, not even saying half of them back, right? I can't help but wonder if they could have gotten 18 of the 20 losses back where they would be at this point in the season like sure that's easy to say right a lot of losses do get chalked up to the bullpen and when you look at other teams they're not like tremendously far behind the diamondbacks as far as the losses go by the bullpen right however with that being said um maybe just 10 of the losses back right so that they have 28 losses instead of 38 losses and the diamondbacks right now would be sitting at 81 wins on the season guaranteeing them pretty much that they would be over 500 this year 
when you look at the big difference and the one thing that that's going to in fact keep the Diamondbacks below 500 this season it, it's hard not to place a lot of the blame on that bullpen I mean it's the I mean it's sort of obvious right that like that's where a lot of the blame goes to I mean the D-back starting rotation pretty close to league average offense pretty close to league average a little bit under um the defense and base running obviously are well above average so yeah I mean the bullpen is clearly the weakest link of this team one thing I will say though Derek is I I do hear the argument of like you know take these 38 39 whatever the number of losses is and like cut it in half and see where the D-backs would be I don't think that's really how this works. Like, I don't really think that, you know, in the exact same situations that the D-backs bullpen has been in, like if you put a league average bullpen in there, they would have 20 losses or something. I don't think that's how, how that's how this works. If you look at some other uh, numbers like win probability added, that points to the bullpen having lost probably like seven or eight games more than an average bullpen. So I think it's more of like a seven or eight game swing and not like a 20 game swing. Not that that really makes any of you feel that much better about the current situation. But if anyone out there is thinking like I was saying 10, games, 10 games puts them at 81 wins on the year is what my point was. Right. So it's like, yeah, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be like that where I'm like 38 losses and they should have all of those back as wins. You know, like that's like you said, that's not the way it works. A lot of times bullpens do they are on the line for the loss because of the way things can go in a baseball game. So uh, most of the teams do have somewhere between 20 and 30 losses in their bullpen. So having 38 isn't like, it's not like leading the pack substantially. There isn't, there isn't the same difference between us and other bullpens. And there is between the Dodgers and the rest of the NL West when it comes to a win loss record. That's that's fair. (laughs) My point being that if they didn't have quite as many, if maybe if they were a league average bullpen and we did get 10 of those losses back, it's not to say that the diamondbacks are even in playoff contention. It's just, I think it's really the one thing that makes them look like uh, a mediocre to less than mediocre team right now. When reality, they, they probably they, the way that this team has been trending and the excitement that has been injected into this team at times from the young pitchers that came up, the young outfielders that came up, everything else. I feel like this is an above 500 team, right? And we can also say that this team right now is a much different team than the one that started in in March and April this year. So it's yeah. it's still there's still a lot of excitement going forward. And they're still, I mean, again, it, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, playoffs aren't in their future. Uh, you can't get those losses back from the bullpen. And it's hard to go back in time and see what the alternate future would be like if the uh, if the bullpen didn't quite blow as much, right? But let's just say maybe Melanson is what he was last year and can be a guy that like leads the league in saves or, or close yeah. to that point instead of being the guy that he has been this year. That is a game changer for this team. Closing games out has been the biggest sore point not even the bullpen itself but specifically closing games out at the end so i just can't help but wonder you know you just can't help but wonder when they have that many losses but uh the d-backs did give out some year-end awards uh they gave out their mvp to christian walker uh pitcher of the year to zach gallon rookie of the year to jake mccarthy and good guy award to carson (laughs) kelly So I guess I have to. Ask I still want to know, like, what is that? What does that even mean? Like the good guy award? What? So your nicest, <laughs> your nicest to us as journalists. Yeah, uh, we should we should make that clear. These these awards were voted on not by the Diamondbacks, but by the Baseball Writers Association of America, correct. which correct. in Arizona consists of Bob Nightingale, Nick Picoro, Steve Gilbert, and Zach Buchanan. So of, I guess it's just those. It's just those four guys who I guess yeah. Carson Kelly's been really nice to those four guys, and and that's, there you go. Yeah. But I can key. attest, Carson, good guy word. Carson Kelly's a pretty good dude. Uh, I can he attest after awesome. talking to him a little bit this year. So, well, he's been incredible. Uh, and I think they got everything else right. I think uh, Christian Walker has by far been the MVP for this team. Uh, and I know we've we've talked a lot about Christian Walker and his luck early on, uh, but. I will say that we we're seeing Christian Walker get a lot more hits, kind of having that batting average even out like it should look a little bit more. And yeah, uh, he really has been just an exceptional player for this team. Gabriel in our comments says Zach Gallon should be MVP. Uh, I don't argue with that at all. He's definitely pitcher of the year, but probably should be the MVP as well. Elizabeth says yeah. you guys don't get a vote. These awards are meaningless. She's not wrong about <laughs> that. Uh, by the way, uh, Steve Gilbert, who did a war uh, vote on these awards, uh, would also vote on me never throwing a baseball again, Jesse, because he watched from the <laughs> press box as I made terrible attempts 
uh, to throw batting practice baseballs over the netting to the kids in the front row. Now, something I determined uh, is that, one, my eyesight is very bad now, as well as my elbow, right? So both of these things are old and they <laughs> suck, my eyesight and my elbow. But the other thing I've noticed is it's much easier to just launch a baseball into a crowd of people and hope somebody doesn't get hit with it than trying to actually get it to a kid who wants it who's just on the other side of the netting from you in like three like three rows up. It was very difficult yeah. to make that very steep throw straight up. Uh, I almost hit myself in the face one time with the baseball. <laughs> I'm not proud of that, but uh, we did have a great time. It's it's I, I I can't say this enough that I love this game. I love being around this game, and there is nothing cooler than throwing a batting practice ball to a little kid who catches it in his glove and gives you a thumbs up back, man. That's a... That's a moment I'm not going to forget anytime soon. It was very cool, even though I looked foolish at times trying to get the baseballs to the fans. I'm okay with it. I accept it. My days of playing are are long over, so <laughs> I've, I, I'm okay with that. But a guy who we thought days might be over, who definitely isn't, is actually our DraftKings King of the Series, Jesse. And it's our guy, Palm Beach Garden's own Paven Smith. Let's give it up for the man being back. Let's give it up for, uh, you know, come on. Let's give it up for Palm Beach Gardens. Let's give it up for a 444 batting average, two RBI, and a run scored. He actually was the one provider of the run in this game for the Arizona Diamondbacks until late. So uh, it's good to see Paven back. Still don't know where he's going to play. I'm sure he probably feels that way a little bit looking at this outfield, but there's definitely going to be competition, and I don't think that anybody has necessarily a guaranteed spot if other guys are playing well, because this center, this, this outfield is very, very talented. Is this one of those situations where we're supposed to like find Paven in that picture, like without zooming in, you know, like one of those yes. things that people put out there on Twitter. He's hidden. He's hidden in is a he, palm is he in there? Somewhere. Is he hidden? He's God. hidden in a palm tree and like a piece well, of palm tree somewhere in there. I want to pause it, pause it. Maybe get your friends to watch this video, pass it around to other people. See if they can find Paven. Uh, in the pomp fronds. Uh, I don't know. He may be there. He might not be. I don't know. That that <laughs> that Fage, uh, producer of ours, he's a trickster. So uh, you never know what you're going to get out of him. But shout out to Paven Smith, because honestly, I didn't see us giving him a DraftKings King of the Series uh, anymore this season, at least. So for him to kind yeah. of work his way back from that injury. Uh, and honestly, he's been he's been hitting the ball pretty well since he's since he's been back with this team. He really has. Yeah. I mean, it's just been this weekend uh, on Friday, uh, walking to the D-backs clubhouse and there's a locker with Paven Smith's name on it. And he's, uh, you know, he's standing there. You figure he's probably getting activated. Sure enough, he was. Um, unfortunately, Jake McCarthy was placed on the bereavement list. That's how that they how they made the roster spot for Paven in the first place. So um Tori did say that he expects Paven to stay on the roster, uh, most likely at least, even after Jake McCarthy returns from the bereavement list. So I don't think Paven is going anywhere. It sounds like he'll most likely finish out the year with the team. Uh, but yeah, I mean, moving forward, Derek, we've we've talked about this. I think someone asked a Mailbag Monday question about this recently, about like where does Paven fit in moving forward? I don't know. Like. Honestly, I'm not sure that he does. He's he's been either. basically he's been basically a replacement level player. Uh, if you look at like wins above replacement for Paven Smith since he broke into the majors, it is almost a flat zero. Uh, it's not that he's a horrible player, but he doesn't really like bring you much, right? He doesn't have any standout tools necessarily, at least not that we've seen so far. So I do think that he's uh, in a bit of a tough spot as far as actually, you know finding a way to get playing time in this organization moving forward, just given how many outfielders they already have, how many left-handed hitting outfielders they already have. Um, but he's certainly made a good impression over these first few games. And it's hard to, hard to ask for much more than, you know, four for nine in your first series back. There you go. Uh, DraftKings King of the Series, shout out to Paven Smith and shout out to DraftKings. For those of you that have not signed up and downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, do that now. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if you do, you will get $200 in free bets instantly. Not only do you win that money from that sweet, sweet bet, but you also get $200 in free bets you can use as you wish. Uh, if that's not enough, everyone can get some stepped up same game parlays. Every leg you add, can boost your winnings up to 100% of the original value of your bet. So make sure to do that over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, to make things even sweeter, you can get down on those stepped-up same-game parlays 
once per game day all season long. So that's not just like a new customer offer. That's something that you guys will be able to get down on all NFL football season long. It's this simple. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app or use our link in our show description. Uh, Use our promo code of PHNX. That's promo code PHNX, and you will get those $200 in free bets should your team win after you bet that $5 bet. So minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Not to mention, keep an eye out for uh, all those wonderful offers that DraftKings Sportsbook has. Sometimes they email you about them, sometimes they don't. But make sure to check out when you go into the app up there at the top because there's always uh, offers for you to opt into that you have to make sure you opt into first before uh, making that bet or before uh, taking them up on their deal. So uh, do that over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, And also, you got to check out our new, our friend at OG's new product. It's my favorite product. I got some right here. Uh, They're always handy. They're always next to me, Jesse, at all times, sometimes in my pocket, sometimes wherever I keep them. (laughs) Actually, no, I lie. I don't carry these around with me because these are sleeping gummies. They're for getting the best night's rest. I was going to say, that doesn't doesn't seem like a great idea. It's not a good idea. (laughs) These aren't the good ideas. Steve Steve is one of the ones I keep with me at all times. But uh, make sure to check out our friends at OGs and their brand new sleep edition gummy. Uh, You won't want to sleep on these because eh, you actually will sleep on these. Uh, OGs right now is flavoring your dreams with a two to one THC to CBN ratio. CBN is a compound that helps you not only fall asleep, but stay asleep. And we all know what THC does. So that just makes the dreams enjoyable. So check out the brand new sleep edition gummy. It's delicious. It's their aqua berry flavor, which I really need them to get aqua berry in all the other flavors because sorry, orange creamsicle, but aqua berry has taken over as my uh, true uh, love right now but we highly re- recommend that you check out our friends at ogs online at their website at ogsbrands.com or on instagram at ogs brands uh, that's o-g-e-e-z brands so make sure to check them out your local dispensary find their products near you uh if you have any questions again i told you i am your i am your sports slash edible sherpa so if you have any questions on how to uh, incorporate uh, ogs gummies into your sports watching life Hit me up on Twitter. I'll be happy to answer any questions you have. You can also find them at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Um, Let's see. Mark Solera in the comments said, man, those guns make me feel lucky. Go happy. Okay, look, Mark, (laughs) um, we need to have a talk about you bringing our private conversations into uh, public uh, (laughs) stuff. You know, really. Uh, Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much for being here, Gabriel. Thank you, Mark. Uh, thank you to our friends for joining us, by the way. Our guys joined us out on Friday at the Arizona Diamondbacks game against the San Francisco Giants, and that was a lot of fun uh, to hang out with you guys at the Four Peaks Draft Room. Um, so we got to do that again, for sure. I know we didn't have a lot of chances this season to do that, but we'll make sure to have some more meetups. Uh, maybe we'll have some Arizona Fall League meetups, so make sure to keep an eye out there for that go. as well. Uh, we have a we have a lot of baseball left, Jesse. Our season uh, is not over when the baseball season's over. Our year is not no. over because we live in baseball nirvana, so we're going to be continuing doing this. But uh, Madison Bumgarner's season is over. Kind of surprising. Uh, we know that Merrill Kelly is going to get two more starts in an effort to get him to 200 innings pitched this season. However, Tori Lavolo revealed today during our pregame press conference that Madison Bumgarner's uh, year is over. He used the phrase shut down, but then he said it was a bad phrase. But this is what uh, Lavello had to say in regards to Madison Bumgarner's uh, season being a wrap. To be honest with you, Bum is Bum is going to be done for the year. Bum shut down for the year. Yeah. So. Um, nothing. Nothing. It's just it played out that way. Um, he's perfectly healthy. Um, I made the decision that you know he, he had an unbelievable start in his last start. Um, and I just felt like, you know, let's end it on and end the year on that and, and get after a healthy offseason. We have some other younger arms that we want to get a look at. And, you know, Bum has worked very hard this year, extremely hard um, to to get things pushed in the right direction. And I felt like that was a really good, really good way to, to say, look, move off into the offseason with that, that last start behind him and um, and keep moving forward. So. Is it a? It's not a shutdown. I was that was that was a bad term. Um, we just have the space to maneuver, and he's made his last start, and I made that decision. How did he um, react or feel about that decision? As we can see, yeah, he he reiterated after that that really uh, there's nothing wrong with Bumgarner. There was no like medical reason or even a 
arm being tired or anything like that. They they said that the main reason for this was that Bumgarner has pitched a full season as far as his innings go and as far as his workload goes. And at this point, they would much rather try to see some of those younger arms that Lavolo brought up that you know that they can at least evaluate at a major league level and determine what their future might be. They know what Madison Bumgarner's future is. He is still going to continue to be a part of this team, a part of this rotation. I know some people aren't very excited about that, but I think that this team still believes in Madison Bumgarner's value as a starting pitcher and a, and a key member of the staff. He's not the ace. He's not the number one guy, right? He's not going to start on opening day, barring any kind of, you know, emergency situation that would keep both Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen from starting on opening day. But Bum can still add a lot of value to this rotation if he can have more starts like this final start of the season that he had. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like going into next year, like you said, he's going to be there. Like there's no scenario, regardless of how he would finish in his last couple starts where, you know, next season, Madison Bumgarner isn't an option in the rotation. That's just that just wasn't a realistic option. I, I know some people probably wish it was. And, and there's an argument to be made that maybe that should have been in their line of thinking. But when you owe a guy thirty seven million dollars in the last two years of his contract and he has you know, a nice for it. Uh, yeah, well, and it, you know, in, in a pretty nice start, right? This this past week, his last start of the season uh, sure. was a pretty good one against the Dodgers. And so, you know, when you see something like that, it at least makes you think like, all right, there still might be something here. There might be a way to get Madison Bumgarner, not back to who he was, but at least back to being a productive starter. Whereas there's other guys right now who are getting a look. I think Tommy Henry being the main one. Um, now that he's been brought back up, he wasn't particularly good in the game on Friday. A little bit, a little bit more swing and miss. I think there were still some encouraging signs in there, but uh, he gave up a few home runs, made some, uh, made some mistake pitches. I think some of his breaking stuff wound up being a little bit too high in the strike zone, which got him in trouble. But at this point, evaluating Tommy Henry is just more valuable than evaluating, you know, Madison Bumgarner. Uh, There's a, you know, you're trying to figure out how he fits in for next year and he hasn't had that many starts in the big leagues yet. So this is an opportunity for them to continue to give him a look down the stretch. In three seasons with the Arizona Diamondbacks and 64 games started, Madison Bumgarner has 15 wins. Not great. Not great. Um, This season, he ends again with seven wins like he did in 2021 after 30 starts with a 4.88 ERA. And I think that the one thing about Madison Bumgarner that you could say about this this season without even hesitation is inconsistency. Because we have seen Madison Bumgarner, especially at the beginning of the season, look like the guy who won a, a, a World Series and was an all-star pitcher and a Cy Young candidate in 2015. The only problem is it's in very small spurts throughout this season. You know, uh, the last start against Dodgers, you could arguably say he wasn't up against their starting, their actual starting lineup, right? It wasn't the best yeah. effort that the Dodgers were putting forward, but it's still one of the best teams, if not the best team in baseball, still going out there and, and allowing only one run. So it was still a very good, encouraging outing. I understand Lavola wanting to end the season on a high note and at that point, and especially I understand them wanting to evaluate the future of this team more than a guy that they know they're going to get another 30 starts out of them next season, right? They're going to get another 150 plus innings out of them next season. So that's not that to them right now isn't a concern as much as it's a concern that maybe he goes back to North Carolina and gets his head rate right a little bit after the season. Maybe he gets a little bit more of the rest. The one thing you can say about him was he was durable this season. He stayed healthy, and that's not something that you always can get out of a guy of his age with the number of you know years he's had as far as being a major league yeah. So It's good to see him conditioning-wise be able to finish the season strong and uh, keep himself off of you know the injured list. They He missed a start here or there, but that was probably more of them still working on stuff and trying to give him a little bit of a of a break after some few you know, a few bad starts, but... Uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something that Arizona Diamondbacks fans, as much as we want to be frustrated with it, you know, you got to get behind a guy like this. We, you know, this could be an epic comeback story. And we've seen older pitchers like Bumgarner struggle and then also be able to get things back on track. Right. So I, I still I still like the I can just I can He's just feel everyone. Guy. 
I can even feel the audio listeners who aren't even in the chat right now, Derek, just like cringing as you say, like Madison Bumgarner is going to be a comeback story or could be like a great comeback story. I'm, not that I'm it couldn't happen. You want, root for, you want to root for that. He's not going anywhere, Jesse. Like you said, the $37 million, yeah. they're not going to give him that for free and let him walk, right? So, so it's like if, if, if you want to root for something, if you want to be excited about something, uh, that's that's something that's going to be critical to this team. You know, having a Madison Bumgarner that can go out there and throw less than three earned runs, give up three less than three earned runs and, and give six innings is going to be huge for this team if that's something that he can get back to. I'm not saying he's going to be yeah. back to that sub three, you know, ERA or even what he was doing early on the season when he was just out of his mind. But I think what, at least in my opinion, what that showed is that he's still capable of that. It's just a matter of figuring out how to make sure he can do that on a consistent basis. He's made uh, but, so since joining the D-back, since joining the D-backs, I you mentioned the 15 wins. I want to get into some of the other numbers here. So he's made 65 sure. starts. He's 15 and 29. So he has a 341 win percentage. And he has a 4.98 ERA. That's Madison Bumgarner's ERA since joining the Diamondbacks. Madison Bumgarner's career ERA, even after that, is still only 3.42. That's how good he was with the San Francisco Giants for, sure. you know, more than a decade. So, uh, well, yeah, I mean, seasons out of his pretty long career, right? So it's like, right, it is right. A bit of That's a fair. not to mention this season's ERA is 4.88. So it's wild how consistent <laughs> that number is over three seasons with his performance this season also. So yeah, it's well, you know, I mean, 2020 was like 2020 was an all out disaster. I mean, it was 6.48 that year, but yeah, you're right. Like the last two seasons, it's been, pretty much pretty similar levels of performance for Mad Bum. Although I have to say his strikeout rate is actually lower this year. Um, if you look at the peripherals, they're actually a touch worse from a year ago. So uh, things aren't trending in a great direction exactly. here, Derek. Exactly. But I mean, the the one silver lining here, the last thing I'll say on this is that, and, and I think even, even the people among us who maybe uh, dislike Madison Bumgarner the most, <laughs> even the True. people who really dislike Madison Bumgarner. I do not hate fun. All right. <laughs> Jacob is having way too much fun right now. Um, Bumgarner's stuff doesn't look that different. Like if you look at his stuff, even back in San Francisco, when he was an effective pitcher, it's not like the guy was throwing like 94, 95. It, yeah. He had stretches where he could touch that sort of velocity, but that's not really how he's made his living. And, by and large, his pitches actually look fairly similar from a movement standpoint. Uh, Brent Strom has talked about this a lot throughout the year that, you know, he's he's done a lot of comparing of video between Mad Bum now and Mad Bum when he was in San Francisco, trying to like figure out anything that maybe he could fix in order to get back to the pitcher that he was. Um, he cited some pacing things like Bumgarner used to work a little more quickly. So I know that's something that they've talked about. But at the end of the day, this isn't a guy who threw 97 and now throws 86 and is trying to find right. a way to make it work. So sure. that's the reason that I think there is a little bit of hope here. And it's really the reason that the Diamondbacks aren't going to give up hope anytime soon. They're going to go into next year, try to help Mad Bum figure some things out before they even get close to, you know, removing him from the rotation um, or even taking further steps beyond that. So we'll have to see how how things turn out, Derek. I, I still don't necessarily think that's a likely outcome that he finds his way out of this and becomes anything like the pitcher that he was. But you can kind of see where the D-backs are coming from here. And it's not just where they're coming from. They don't really have a choice in it, Jesse. It's not like, oh, they're trying to do this. I mean, they do. Madison they have Bumgarner. a choice. They, they could don't. they could designate they Madison Bumgarner for assignment is, tomorrow, and they could eat more than $37 million. Nope. Nope. Nope and nope, right? Like yeah. it's yeah, still a matter of paying someone else to be in that spot or whatever the case may be, even if it's five hundred thousand dollars that they have to pay somebody else to be a starting pitcher in that spot. There ain't no way they're eating that thirty-seven million. That's damn near half of an entire season's payroll at this point, uh, for them to, you know, move on from Madison Bumgarner, especially when they can still there's still options with Madison Bumgarner that they haven't even tried. I think realistically, when you talk about pitchers that have the length of a career that Madison Bumgarner does, they have to adapt. They have to change because there's no way you're going to overpower people for that long. Luckily, like you said, Madison Bumgarner has never really done that. So he's done it more with his pinpoint accuracy and his ability to be, uh, 
you know, a very competitive pitcher, right? Um, but, you know, that's something that, like, again, I'm not expecting him to get back to his form. I'm not expecting that. I'm not that naive about it. What I am expecting, though, <laughs> is I'm expecting Madison Bumgarner to be able to find a way to be more consistent. Last year, he was just consistently bad throughout the year. It was never awful. Uh, I like don't know. I don't know. I'm going to push back on that. Mad Bum had a stretch. I'd have to go back and look at the numbers. He had a stretch of about eight starts where he had like season, a, right? yeah, it was like mid end of the season. I think yeah, he had a yeah, stretch like, of like eight starts where he had like a, it might've been a sub one ERA. Like he started the year poorly and ended the year poorly. And in the middle was actually very, very good, but it just didn't last. He just like couldn't maintain it. And even in the moment, it kind of felt like he was pitching a little bit above his actual skill level at the time. Which sounds a lot like the beginning of this season for him when he was when he was locked in and was doing something yeah. similar. Right. This yeah. entire pitching staff was out of their minds in the month of April and even part of May. So it's like uh, I guess my thing is, is there I don't believe entirely that that's just a fluke when he's able to be that good. And I don't think that, yeah, like being that good is that attainable, but I think that he shows how good he can still be at times. If he can find a way to do that at least a bit more consistently and not have the absolute terrible dog shit outings that he has uh, every once in a while that just pop up out of nowhere that makes everybody want to, you know, move on from him. Then, I mean, that, I, I think that's it's more about finding that middle ground and being able to just be more consistent, even if he's not that pitcher that he was at one point. Uh, on the other yeah. side of the spectrum, however, the Arizona Diamondbacks welcomed out Brandon Fott uh, from the Reno Aces to Chase Field today. Got and no, not Brandon. not uh, because he's being called up. Don't everyone go crazy. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse did like my email or my my tweet that maybe alluded your to your tweet from our PHNX account was entirely misleading and had all sorts of hey, people no, thinking that Brandon Fott was. It was promoted. a factual statement. Brandon <laughs> Fott is here at Chase Field, I believe. See, Jesse hates fun. It's facts. It's facts. Jesse hates fun. But uh, shout out to the entire Fott family who was out here with him while he accepted his award for the minor league pitcher of the year, along with his teammate Corbin Carroll, who is the organization's minor league player of the year. Uh, and got a chance to meet uh, Brandon's father, uh, Brian Fott, who uh, listens to our show, and he's a fan of us. Brian, we're a fan of yours. We love you. We this is the this is the number one podcast of Arizona Diamondbacks players parents. I'm just saying, we are <laughs> we are your favorite players parents favorite podcast is what we are. But uh, <laughs> you know, it was it was good to see Brandon Fott out there. It was incredible to see the. Uh, you know, to hear of his accomplishments over the, you know, over the loudspeaker and everything like that. He, you really forget how good he's been for this team and how exciting it is. Dre Jamison and Ryan Nelson have given a lot of people a lot of hope about the pitching rotation for the future. You know, to get to get Brandon Fott also up here. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be electric, and it, there's going to be a lot of competition for those spots. Who knows? Who knows? Madison Bumgarner might not be safe once these young guys come up and stop perform, start performing if he doesn't, you know, turn things around. But uh, again, shout out to the Fots. Shout out to uh, Corbin Carroll's family as well, who I had a chance to meet. Uh, they all love me, Jesse. That's that's the way it goes. They were all looking for you too. Uh, uh, they asked <laughs> specifically for the vice mayor, uh, and I was like, <laughs> he's got other obligations. He can't be here, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, you know. Uh, he's not the only one, though. They're not the only one uh, because I don't know, uh, Jesse. I'm pretty sure you saw, but Tori Lavella loves me, and uh, we had a good <laughs> we had a good time chatting. Uh, I had some wonderful pictures taken by our friend Danielle Cortez, uh, and she captured this moment in, in all of its glory. I'm going to frame this picture and put it up in my office. But uh, of course, Jesse, we were talking about you in this moment, which is really why he was smiling so big. Uh, that's really what it was all about <laughs> is is Jesse and and. His shenanigans, of course, but uh, I I maintain that. Okay, pull up the picture one more time. This this Tori Lovello smile is entirely like how you smile at like an infant or a toddler when you're mm -hmm. like trying to like evoke a reaction from like a really small child. It's sure. like he's about to do peekaboo or something with you. Go ahead, keep um, it up. except let's talk yeah. about what we were really talking about, Jesse. Uh, uh, Tori <laughs> and I were really talking about the fact that Tori thinks Jesse was sitting at a baseball game 
two rows back, screaming obscenities at him the entire <laughs> game. Which for those of you that know Jesse the way that I know Jesse, know how absolutely hilarious that thought even it is. is. Just it the is fact that Jesse screaming at a baseball game, not even exp- expletives, that alone is <laughs> unimaginable. Let alone heckling Tori while dropping F-bombs around small children. But this is what Tori <laughs> thought of Jesse Friedman. Apparently, I very closely resembled this person. And uh, yeah, but you know, we can all laugh about it now. Although apparently, <laughs> apparently, even after this conversation, Tori was like, hmm, I, I don't know. Jesse, I'm, so, I'm pretty sure it was him. <laughs> I thought that was Jesse and I was convinced. He said I was convinced. But then afterwards, <laughs> some of the things he said definitely made me feel like he still was not convinced by what I told him <laughs> that it wasn't you. So I tried my best, Jesse. I had your back. Um, but well, we we're going to have Tori. We're going to have Tori on the show here, hopefully fairly soon, yeah. maybe at some point Absolutely. in the off season. And uh, yeah, well, we're going to we're going to have we're a lot of fun with this, this with this moment at that point. Yeah. That's what we're going to have to do. We're gonna go. be <laughs> um, we love the Diamondbacks. We were happy to be out there. We love you guys. Again, we thank you guys for joining up with us at our meetup. Uh, it was great to see everybody. It was great to see uh, Chase Field one last time before it kind of wraps up and becomes a concert venue for the winter. Uh, my understanding, there is going to be an Arizona Fall League game played out there, which, by the way, we will be out there covering. Uh, the Arizona Fall League will be having updates and we'll be hanging out out there. We might even be doing some shows from some Fall League games, depending on uh, what kind of kind of okay we get but make sure to follow along with us if you haven't gotten a membership yet make sure to sign up for a membership over at gophnx.com get an annual membership uh you'll get yourself a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com month-to-month membership will get you your first month for just 50 cents regardless of your membership status you get access to our members only discord as well as members only discounts over at the phnx locker uh be a finkser like our friend steve gilbert calls us and you can look Mm. like this uh also if you're watching us right now in your on on our youtube channel we thank you guys for peeling away from the arizona cardinals game and joining us here Uh, we appreciate you make sure to subscribe to the phnx sports youtube channel sign up for notifications that way you don't miss whenever we go live and also if you're listening right now in the in your favorite audio podcasting app subscribe there and leave us a five-star review if you if you feel like we deserve it because we always appreciate you guys doing that it's big for us uh also what's big for us is our friends at more furniture uh once again not only uh, completely furnishing our brand new wonderful office, but warning me that they are not going to give me any more desk chairs so that next season I better get my act together as far as like beating up my furniture uh, because they're not going to, they're not going to, if I, if I beat up the chairs, they said, if I don't, they'll supply me with the comfiest uh, office chair I've ever sat in. So make sure to uh, furnish your entire office your entire house get ready for football season with a bunch of recliners and all that stuff over at more furniture's fall sale at morefurniture.com uh jesse we got we still got lots of stuff to talk about uh because we're we're we spying do. on our exes jesse uh and not, we not we're not spying on our exes you guys in in the good way we're not doing this because someone's doing well we're spying on our exes in an absolutely hilarious way uh today uh there was a standoff jesse during the national anthem between former Arizona Diamondback pitcher Robbie Ray, who now pitches for the Seattle Mariners, and former Arizona Diamondback pitcher Luke Weaver, who now pitches for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, These two gentlemen uh, locked, they engaged in a battle of who can last the longest post-national anthem, and things got tense. The home plate umpire was not having any of their bullshit, Jesse. He He did not find this to be amusing. Uh, he wanted these guys to go back to their dugouts and he wanted them to go back now so that they could play some baseball. Uh, so what do you think of this uh, standoff and and how much fun baseball can be at times? I mean, so for starters, this was after the national anthem, right? Correct. Like, yeah, like they stand <laughs> for the anthem. And then it's, yes. it's, it's a battle of attrition about who can last longest after that point standing there. The rest of your teammates go back to their dugout. The rest of their teammates go back to their dugout. You lock eyes across the diamond with another player that you know and you're familiar with and you know <laughs> is fond of these shenanigans as well. And the next thing you know, you guys are just, it's who's going to go in first. It's that it's like that old competition about who can like leave their hand on the car longest gets the car. It's like that, but there's no prize. And you, the really the only thing you're going to win <laughs> is pissing off the home plate umpire, which really is a victory in itself. Let's be honest. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so the home plate umpire for this game was Adrian Johnson. And in fact, he did. Both of these guys were ejected because of this, which I think is the most I think it's the most hilarious part of the story that they actually were. I mean, they're both starting. Well, I guess I guess Luke Weaver is not a starting pitcher. No, um, he's a relief so, pitcher. So that's so I mean, he, I feel like that's gonna hurt the Royals a bit, right? Like theoretically Reynolds, it could. Yeah, he knew that. Yeah, yeah. Robbie Ray didn't really have anything to lose. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty hilarious moment well after the national anthem ended where Adrian Johnson, the home plate up fire, is just like motioning at these guys being like, you got like you got to stop. Like, I'm serious. You got to stop. And and he ejected both of them before they actually stopped. Oh, it's good shit, man. It's good shit. Uh, More fun stuff around Major League Baseball that happened this weekend. Uncle Albert hit not only number 69 in a game, but then proceeded to go on and hit number 700 in the same game. So congrats to Albert Pujols on number 700. Well-deserved. Glad that some of the jokers in our comments when we put out that tweet weren't the ones pitching to you because these monsters would have walked you. Uh, And I'm glad that you got number (laughs) 700. Uh, I'm also very fond of the person who caught number 700, Jesse. The person that caught number 699. MVP was given uh he gave the ball back in exchange for my understanding a a, a gift package of undisclosed items a bat a ball uh autographed picture uh maybe he got to meet albert Pujols. uh the person that caught number 700 got the ball authenticated got their certificate of authentication put the ball in a little plastic box cube and walked the hell out with it and i am sure there was a lot of people that would have loved to have a word with that person before they walked out of the building. I say this because there's been some discussion, not only with this balls with, with these two balls, but also with the ball uh, that Aaron judge hit for number, I believe 61 or 62, depending on which one 61. Um, So here's the thing. I, I do find it a little bit unfair for a fan to be in a stadium and to catch an, a historic fly ball. Like this, a historic home run ball and then be in the awkward position of having the team come over to you and stand around you and start offering you stuff to give them that ball, right? <laughs> like on one hand, it's 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 like a lottery, right? It's the luck of the draw. Who knows? You know, who knows where yeah. the ball is going to get hit? Who knows who's going to catch it? You know, and 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 it really is a matter of like you could walk away with a small fortune simply by visiting the baseball a uh, baseball ballpark on the right night. But there is something that I like truly uh envy not no not envy respect i respect the hell out of the fact that this person was actually able to leave the ballpark with number 700 i say that because not only is there a lot of pressure on you but once you leave that situation and you have a chance to have like actual people inform you about what that ball's worth is you realize really quickly that like giving it up for a like some season tickets or a signed autograph baseball bat was not exactly the amount of money that you might've been able to get out of it. That ball could be worth a quarter of a million dollars, Jesse, or even more. Yeah. So unless uh, Albert Pujols was looking to open up his checkbook that night and uh, you know, uh, flash some cash, <laughs> I, I, I might be walking out with, with the ball myself, but it's not, not an easy thing to do because I feel like it's a high pressure situation where they're really trying to give you, anything you want in exchange for a baseball when in reality oh that that quarter of a million dollars or plus that that's something you don't even think about that you could be getting in that moment i'm sure i mean this is southern california we're talking about right like i don't know if a quarter of a million dollars even like pays off half of your house but like you gotta try right i mean like you, you, you can't try. just like yeah, you, you can't just accept an autograph whatever which i mean granted from albert pujols an autograph bat or an autograph ball or whatever it was you know would would have a fair amount of value um but yeah i mean like if i were in the shoes of that individual i would try to get as much as i possibly could for this and you know that if this person posts that baseball on ebay tomorrow the highest bidder is not going to be like you know, a grand or something. It is genuinely, <laughs> right. going, it is going to go for a very, very lot of money. Um, and so, I mean, you got to respect it. Like he's just trying to get, you know, the most uh, value that he possibly can from what you 
accurately described as being like like a lottery ticket. It's like he won the lottery, right? Like really there are a lot of people in the stands at Dodger Stadium, especially once, you know, he'd hit number 699 earlier in the game. Everyone is on the alert. Like nobody's going to get hot dogs at that point when Albert Pools is at the plate. You're making sure you're in your yeah. seats ready to go if yeah. anything lands in the stands. And um, I'm also kind of surprised that there weren't like mass, like mass fighting. Uh, there wasn't mass fighting breaking out uh, in the outfield over this ball, at least not what I saw yeah. from the initial clip. Um, seemed like looked, people were sort pretty, of cool about it. Yeah. And I, I think for the most people, people are, I mean, I know that's kind of hard to imagine because of the worth of that ball, but I think most people are going to be not only reasonable, but I also think like the baseball community sometimes is, is very tight. These are people that somehow muster up the energy to go to 81 baseball games a, a year and sit next to these other people that also have seats in their area. Right. So it's like, I feel like there's some good people at baseball games, even though places like, Dodger Stadium can get a bad rap at times that like look out for other people. Uh Gabriel said the Dodger fans were too busy fighting each other and noticed there was a home run. Um <laughs> Rock Knowledge was asking for everything in our comments, by the way. He wanted a lifelong season tickets, a suite named after him. He's throwing out the first <laughs> pitch at every home game, not just one. Um, sing and take me out to the ballpark all season long. Unlimited bears. They're just rolling a keg up to his seat. Or I shouldn't say that's honestly that's after him. I think I think that's the best course of action here. Like, don't post it on eBay and just get cash. Like, just try to just try to negotiate with the team and try to get like the most yeah the most like ludicrous package you possibly could get. I mean, from their standpoint, like they'd probably rather give you you know all of these ridiculous things than miss out on getting this baseball, right? Ken Kendrick comes to you. Ken Kendrick says. What do you want for Corbin Carroll's 700th home run ball? You know what I say? <laughs> give me Onis Wagner. Give me Onis. Give me Mickey Mantle. Give me 1962 Mickey Mantle. <laughs> Just ask for the whole collection, let's right? Get Why that stop collection there? Up now? Let's let's do that. I don't know. A permanent suite at Chase Field sounds like a pretty sweet deal, but who knows how long Chase Field's going to be around for? So maybe there's that caveat. They're like, yeah, yeah sure. No, it's only going to be around for two more years. But uh, anyway. Well, here's the thing. We have some stuff to give away from Chase Field. And we are doing that because Jesse and I can't express enough, as we described on Twitter, how appreciative we are for you guys being here all season long. And not only that, but we had an ambitious goal of reaching 5,000 followers before the end of the year. And then we switched it up and said, maybe we could get there before the end of the season. And then we both threw our heads back and laughed. And now here we are, uh, about 300 so followers away from 5,000 somehow and that somehow is because of you guys and since you guys have been so cool like I said we're going to shower you with gifts and when I mean shower you with gifts I mean it Jesse tell the people what we got we got hats we got we got all sorts of hats you want a hat you want his or her hats we got Mother's Day hats we got Cattell hats Jesse we got Serpientes jerseys that's what people really want jersey hoodie thing from the first game of the season these beautiful American flag Arizona Diamondback shirts, uh, these amazingly desirable crossbody bags that I know a lot of uh, women are yes. interested in. <laughs> we have unique items because let me tell you, unless you've actually participated in the hot dog race, you ain't getting one of these bad boys. We're giving all <laughs> this stuff away. So make sure to keep an eye out for when we give that stuff away. We're going to do it. Uh, after our season wrap up next Thursday, uh, October 6th. So not this week, but next week, uh, we have our final media uh, appearance with the Diamondbacks. And right before that, we decided we're going to give away uh, not only a grand package that's going to feature a whole bunch of this stuff, but we're going to give away some of this other, some of these other items we have duplicates of, man. So make sure to be with us because we're only doing it live in the show. So this isn't a... This isn't a uh, Twitter competition. This one is going to be one where we're going to give all this stuff away to you guys live on the show. So join us for that. Uh, in the meantime, you guys make sure uh, to try to go out, have yourself a fun time. Like I said, Chase Field is turns into a concert venue and the best place to buy your tickets for all the concerts coming there, including Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is coming. You need tickets yeah. for Bad Bunny over at Game Time. It's the hottest new ticketing site. It makes it easier than ever for you to score your tickets to not only sporting events, but to concerts and shows. Uh, and it's last minute. 
And when I say last minute, I mean, sometimes you can go on game time and see prices. And then when you go the day of, they are even cheaper the day of, and there's even better tickets available the day of. As Jesse said, that's the best time procrastinators to go out there and buy your tickets and you can get your tickets for up to 60 percent off trust me i've already regretted pre-purchasing tickets far in advance and i don't know if i'm ever going to do that again now thanks to game time uh, but if you love us at phnx you'll love our friends at game time make sure to check them out and support us by clicking the link in the show description or in our show notes i think jacob might have that for you guys uh in the notes as well but if you don't find that in our show notes uh and we appreciate you guys doing that because game time really is an incredible way to save money on having fun. That's what it's about, man. This is all entertainment. It's all about having some fun going out there, having, having a great time. Uh, remember we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. Uh, and another fantastic way to have a good time is to join us this Wednesday for our monthly four peaks Wednesdays, final Wednesday of every month. We are out at four peaks at the A street pub. Enjoy $3 kilt lifters and wow pints. When you mention that you are there, with the PHNX crew, must be 21 years or older and enjoy responsibly. We will be recording all of our shows from Four Peaks that day. Make sure to join us. If you can't join us that day, make sure to join us live on our YouTube channel uh, and go grab yourself some Four Peaks from your local grocery store. Have it on hand and ready to uh, drink with us that day as we celebrate Arizona sports. And, you know, for us, it's the end of the Diamondback season. So not only are we celebrating things wrapping up and being better right like this season has been much better but we can also look to the future and get excited about where this team is going because i think that right now might potentially uh we might be coming into one of the most exciting times uh, in history to be an arizona diamondbacks fan that's if you like young guys being drafted developing and then achieving their goals and succeeding and giving back to their team by winning games. So just keep an eye out for that. But we thank you guys so sure much hope, for joining sure us. Hope people all like us. That we appreciate stuff. your time, all that stuff. Uh, you can follow us until then. Uh, we're going to be back with mailbag Monday episode tomorrow. So make sure to drop us your questions on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D backs, but of course all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you guys again so much for joining us for, taking some time away from football Sunday and being here with us uh, on behalf of Jesse Fodge and myself. We always appreciate your time. And remember kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when the parents of your favorite baseball players listen to your podcast. <laughs>